If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. This episode of Unlocked is brought to you by Gamefly. Gamefly is a way to buy and rent all your favorite games while saving money. Go to Gamefly.com, pick your favorite games, and have them mailed directly to your door. Go to Gamefly.com slash unlocked and start your free premium 30-day trial today. Welcome to Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox show here at IGN. Coming up on this week's show, it is all about the Scorpio tech details being revealed. A lot of jargon. We'll try to cut through it for you. Also, a spiritual successor to NBA Jam and NBA Street gets announced out of nowhere. Pleasant surprise there. Uh, plus, Agents of Mayhem, the next game from the Saints Row guys, gets a date. And we'll see what else we have time for. But first, uh, we got to start right where it matters, which is Scorpio. I'm Ryan McCaffrey to my right, Destin Legary. Hey everybody. Alana Pierce and Marty Sleva Whoa. rounding out the crew. So It's early. Well, for us. Hopefully. Yeah, not, not for whoever's watching or listening. <laughs> yeah. So uh, perk up over there, Destin. <laughs> we'll get there. But yeah, we got a, uh, a lot of information on the Scorpio this, t- this morning as of our recording, uh, thanks to an exclusive from our friends at Eurogamer slash Digital Foundry, the absolute experts in jargon and i mean that in the most complimentary way because uh those guys understand tech at the uh deepest darkest levels and they got to go to microsoft campus and see uh, a a lot not uh, as far as the hardware goes so uh, i guess we'll start with the overview here's what we know so far uh, this thing is going to have an internal power supply the same way the xbox one s does which is great news mm-hmm. In fact, they'll take the same plug. It's got a 4K Blu-ray drive in it, which you would probably have assumed, given the S does. You can't, can't imagine the premium product wouldn't have had it, but confirmation that it will be there. A one-terabyte hard drive. Not solid-state. Not a solid-state drive, uh, but a one-terabyte hard drive. I, I was hoping for a little more, but I was also figuring it was probably going to be yeah. one terabyte. Mm. And a, a very unique cooling architecture that helps them pull off all the the little magic tricks that they're they're trying to get out of this thing vapor chamber heat sink cooling Marty. vape chamber so why did you look at me <laughs> uh, you love to vape so it's 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 the hipster console yeah. it vapes <laughs> <laughs> it would fit in well in san francisco yes absolutely uh so yeah what did you guys think of of everything that you read after digging through the the, uh, the article it was interesting i mean for me it's nice to see that it's going to be much more powerful 
uh, yeah, it's just kind of it's a lot of tech jargon. So it's really really cool. I'm really obviously still excited about the Scorpio, but for me, like I want to see stuff running on it. We only got that one image of Forza. You still it have to see it in gorgeous, person, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. It's so hard to stream those things or watch a video because you can't necessarily have a 4K monitor. Mm. So we need to see that stuff in person. The thing that excited me is that um, they said that it will be a VR ready out of the box. And uh, again, we still don't really know what that means, but yeah. I've been banking on that for such a long time. I really want VR on Xbox. And uh, that was the one thing I was hoping for the most with this. And um, it seems like that a lot. Well, when, when Phil was here, uh, he did. he sort of intimated that it won't be right away that they'll they're they're kind of going to sit on the sidelines of, of VR yeah. for a little while. No, I, I get that. I think uh, I think Marty relayed that to me where mm-hmm. he, he, the idea was that they don't want to make VR until the hardware is really good for everyone. Whereas right now it is really bulky. There's a lot of cords, and I yeah. totally kind of I, I respect that. Like they're not rushing to produce a product. Um, they're <laughs> waiting until they think it's the right time and waiting until it will actually be really feasible. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about that. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting that they detailed how um, how this will benefit people if you have a 4K TV versus how it will benefit pe- people like me who just have a 1080 TV. Mm-hmm. And I really I, I don't intend on upgrading to a 4K TV, you know, anytime soon. I'm yeah. super happy with my TV, but uh, the fact that for you know current Xbox One games that you own and 360 games, even that there will be improved things like frame rate and improved uh, load times. Like I think that's cool. Granted, there's not a whole lot of games right now that like the load times really upset me. With and a lot of yeah. games do end up getting patched yeah. for better load times. Um, I feel like the only game this generation that had bad load times was Bloodborne at launch, and that's obviously I mean, not an Xbox problem. You say that, but there's always a thing where you think load times are fine, and I'm, then you try it on something sure. better, and then you go back. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, no, no, oh, totally. no. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. give you. I mean, uh, Doom from last year's yeah. good example. I played it on PC, yeah, because that's that's right, yeah. my PC roots. And then uh, playing it on, uh, so I think it was Jose and I were. We're on a, a trip, and he brought his PS4 yeah. on a work trip. Playing on PS4, not that the load times were terrible, but it was just, just like in comparison. Did you what? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is you only notice when you see a side by side. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I also like the super sampling note for uh, 4K on a 1080 monitor. That's going to be great for yeah. 1080 yeah. owners. Uh, they're guessing the price based on the guts will be 4.99. How do you feel about that? I still I, I maintain my stance that as an as an armchair asshole on the internet i think that's a bad idea yep. of course microsoft's full of people that are uh, a lot savvier and smarter than me but i still think i they can premium the hell out of this thing and say it's going to be this much better and that much better but when you are the second place console hey it's they're selling well but they are not the market leader mm-hmm. i just don't think you can go above your comp- yeah. Your well, and especially this. Still if it is five hundred this fall, there's you know there are going to be two hundred and fifty dollar PS4 bundles. Yeah. And so, like, how do you literally like how do you compete when your thing is literally twice as expensive? You know, well, if it is again. Phil again when he when he was here did say that they expect to sell way more mm-hmm. Xbox One S's. So yeah. not quite, maybe not a sure, fair comparison yeah, yeah. there. But but if I'm you know if I either maybe I haven't upgraded yet at all this generation or. I've got a PS4, Xbox One, and I'm thinking, and I got a 4K TV, and I think, all right, well, do I want to just go ahead and go with the PS4 Pro, or ooh, do I want to go with this shiny, newer, fancier mm-hmm. Scorpio? Eh, $499 versus $399 for the Pro. So yeah. that's where I think it's... 
Well, I don't know. You know, in terms of marketing, uh, if it's a better product and it's slightly more expensive, you can trick people into thinking that something is of far more value. Like that's actually a strategy that's like, well, we make it more expensive than our competitor. So people automatically, even on a shelf, if they don't want to buy one, think our brand is better quality than our competitor. It didn't work for Xbox One compared to PS4. Well, but they had a terrible launch. uh, (laughs) But I feel like this, like it could legitimately be a thing. I I only say this because I studied marketing, uh, that they would make this more expensive in the hopes that people will think the Xbox brand is more quality and then we'll buy Xbox One S's. Like that could legitimately be a thing, but my my formal guess is probably that the biggest difference between the two companies in terms of this kind of stuff is Microsoft doesn't make all of their money off of Xbox. It's a huge company. True. Whereas Sony has PlayStation really driving them. And you imagine someone like Phil goes to head office and is like, all right, this is how much we want it to cost. They're like, what? How much are we going to lose on that? How much profit is that? And they're like, no, not enough. Bring it up. Whereas... Sony's direction is is a lot more PlayStation focused, so it's different for them. I think the head office is known as the vapor chamber. The vapor chamber. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately, this was uh, interesting for for people who want to get into the nitty gritty. None of this matters to me until we see what the games look like and we see what the games are. Yeah. And I think E three is going to be the big moment where Microsoft has to show what games are on the horizon that aren't you know Forza, Sea of Thieves, and Crackdown. Yeah. Especially given that you know a couple of the huge games got canceled, like you know uh, Scalebound and, and Fable Legends. And so what other games are coming exclusively? And then they have to showcase that third-party games are going to look better on this. So the big games like Destiny and Battlefront and Red Dead and Call of Duty and whatever uh, Ubisoft has this fall, like they have to showcase that we, you know, we need to see a side-by-side where people are like, oh, man, if I want to play Assassin's Creed or Red Dead, the place it's going to look best is on you know, whatever the Scorpio is called. Yeah. I, I appreciate that you used Forza and Horizon like directly yeah. Back, yeah. back in a sentence and without, <laughs> without, without it, talking about Forza and Horizon. Invoking it's an off game. year. That's next year. <laughs> it should be mentioned that they did say that um, – nothing is going to be exclusive to Scorpio, which has like been... That's what they've said. Already line. Yep, yep, so yep. I'm glad. The three pillars. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't upgraded to a Pro yet, PS4 Pro, and I'm looking at the Scorpio uh, specs here. It looks like uh, four gigabytes for system, eight for games. Uh, they're both using GDDR5 RAM. Which is in a, a, a step up from the Xbox One had GDDR3 in it. Yeah, yeah slower. definitely. Uh, the PS4 Pro, though, uh, 218 gigabytes a second on the, on the memory there. Uh, the the Scorpio is 326. So that is a substantial amount of bandwidth that developers are going to be able to harness mm. on the RAM. That that was the one nitty gritty like uh, aspect of the Scorpio that actually had me pretty excited. So hopefully that translates into fantastic looking games. Yeah, I guess uh, for, for those of you interested, I'll buzz through the comparison chart. Uh, so the c- CPU-wise, we've got eight custom x86 cores clocked at 2.3 gigahertz compared to uh, eight custom Jaguar car- cores at 1.75 on the Xbox One and eight Jaguar cores at 2.1 gigahertz on the PS4 Pro. Uh, GPU-wise, it's clocked up. You've got 40 customized compute units. <laughs> I don't know. Bespoke. Yes. Uh, the, the megahertz are probably clocked at, Yeah, uh, 1.172 gigahertz compared to, uh, on PS4 Pro, 911 megahertz. So that's a, that's a substantial boost. Yeah, and uh, the RAM, this is, uh, you just mentioned it, Destin, the, not only the GDDR5, faster yeah. memory, but more of it, 50% more of it, 12 gigs of RAM compared to 8 on Xbox One and on PS4 Pro as well. You mentioned the memory bandwidth, and we talked about the uh, hard drive and optical, the, the blue, optical drive, Blu-ray drive situation. For, uh, movie files, uh, 4K UHD Blu-ray, 
Yeah, and that's one of the surprising PS4 things that PS4 Pro doesn't have. They, whereas the Xbox make, One yeah, is. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was my, yeah. strange. Yeah. The hardcore did not take that well. well. Yeah. Sony, justifiably Sony, so. Yeah. They're yeah. like, you're like, Sony. Yeah. You're, a, oh, you're a home electronics. Yeah. You, you have a movie studio yeah. that yeah. produces movies in 4K. Yeah. Your, your wildly popular console yeah. can't play them. Yeah, very strange. But Euro, Eurogamer also said it handles 4K, 60, just fine. No one said if it handles HD DVDs, though, because I still have that copy of Peter Jackson's King Kong. <laughs> still got it. I still have a few of those. Yeah. We've still got our HD DVD yeah. player in our, in our graveyard, in our elephant yeah. graveyard <laughs> yeah. over there. Um, so what we still don't know are what the box itself looks like, though uh, Eurogamer did suggest that they saw it and that uh, they, they sort of hinted that they, th- they think people will be impressed by the compactness of the box. I like the and you remember when Phil was here... Uh, a month or so back, I I asked him straight up, will it have a family resemblance to the S the same way that the PS4 Pro has a family resemblance to the recently redesigned PS4 Slim? And Phil did say yes. So look for it to look somewhat like the S, which is a great-looking console. I like the S a lot. Yeah, it's a gorgeous console. Um, we... Did not, of course, get a price. You talked about that already, Destin. With the, we just we just yeah. talked about that. Of course, no release date and no actual games uh, running or or announced or or talked about. Other than that, Forza tech demo. Uh, there will be improvements, Marty. Like you started to talk about with if you have a 1080p TV, which I'm in the same boat. Or, or do do either of you have 4K? I'm still 1080. I'm I'm pretty close to upgrading. You're going to upgrade soon. in in time for yeah. this. Okay. I think so. I think that's going to be when it's time. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I probably will not either, Marty, because I've I'm I'm planning for a car purchase this year. Yeah. So that's yeah. you know once every 12 years it'll be, or it'll be 12 years. So yeah, I don't think I can quite spring for the mm-hmm. nice thousand yeah. dollar. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be in the same 1080p boat as well. You can get a pretty sweet uh, 4K TV for around six or seven hundred bucks now. You, uh, not I know from what I I've seen. Your well, I want to. Yeah, if really I'm going to buy it, I'm going to yeah. get. I want to get something nice. That's not doesn't mean like the six thousand dollar thing. But yeah, you I don't keep a TV for a long time. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. And I'm curious. To say, I mean, I'm imagining this fall there's going to be a lot of retailers are going to have a lot of bundles. That's mm-hmm. true, well, especially yeah. Black Friday. That stuff, is a good point. Which I heard yeah. some the the you know rumors I heard was that Scorpio is coming out in November. Okay, that's what I heard. So I mean, it makes sense. A lot of yeah, I, I can imagine a lot of Black Friday deals, and that's kind of what I'm banking on. <laughs> like, I'm going to get a good deal on a TV when these bundles happen. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so improvements for if you're running on a 1080p display, micro, uh, apparently you will have the full access to whatever whatever options mm-hmm. are on. F- if you have a 4K, uh, the options will be the same regardless of whether you're connected to a 1080p or a 4K display. So uh, whether you want to go like higher frame rate or uh, higher resolution in the sense that if you're running a 900p game on Xbox One, uh, like actually what Mass Effect Andromeda is a good mm-hmm. example, right? That the game runs, I think, at 900 or somewhere right around there on the Xbox. So that's, that's, right. that's going to get a bump up mm-hmm. with performance improvements to 1080p or whatever your display is capable of. Uh, Smoother performance with no screen tearing. That's always appreciated. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned bump, a bump to 1080p for sub-1080p games. Improved texture filtering, which is sort of the super sampling that yeah. you were talking about and that the PS4 Pro also does. Better game DVR, which is always... That's a fun little feature. It's always nice to be able to post your... Well, if Finnegan were uh, sitting with us, he'd you know, post in his Halo 5 kills <laughs> on, uh, online. And faster loading times, which you yeah. mentioned also, yeah. Marty. So... Uh, so far, so good with this thing. I, I still 
again, I keep coming back to it. I still think none of it matters if the price is, is, yeah. uh, isn't right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my opinion hasn't swayed one way or another, given this information. This is yeah. what I expected. Yeah, it's exact, I feel yeah. the exact it's, same today that I did yesterday. Yeah, yeah we all still know it's still going to be super powerful. Still yeah. haven't seen that much game <laughs> Stuff. I mean, considering anything. how like excited everyone has been to learn about this, and from what I could see in comments, like nobody seems disappointed, um, which is always like a scary thing with a launch like this. You tell sure. people the specs of something you've said is the most powerful console ever, but everyone seems to be like, "Yeah, no, this is satis- yeah. I'm satisfied. This is yeah. good." All right, they did step one. Now they need to do steps two through ten. Yeah, I really yeah. want to see what it looks like. Honestly, yeah. I'm I'm very excited to see yeah. the design. What it looks like, price and games. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like price and games. It looks like price and games. Yeah, that's my my <laughs> my, my guess. Is it comes out it in November? It's five hundred dollars. Horrible it looks like skins. Price and games. That's just dollar signs yeah. and a bunch of different games. <laughs> on great. It. God, great. <laughs> you're the best. This is why we're not uh, designers. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. All right. So uh, so there you go. There. Uh, I guess the one last point as we wrap up this topic, the this don't take this as gospel, but. In that Eurogamer piece, they talked about when they when they sort of suggested, "Oh, we think you'll like the look of the box, uh, and we'll learn more at E3." That sort of intentionally or not seemed to suggest that there will not be a pre E3 event to sort of show the box. Yeah. And well, yeah, when Phil was here, he said that we were going to learn more about it before E3, and I don't know if that means this was it, right? Or if there will be an actual like singular events maybe in May. But yeah, I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards like this you. Was the- I think this was it, yeah. and then E3 will be the big reveal. Yeah. All right. So there is what we know uh, newly learned about Project Scorpio. Let's move on to some news. Uh, first up, NBA Jam fans. Anybody else? Jam yeah. fans. NBA Street fans? Street fans. I didn't play Street. Oh, you missed out there? It looked really good. We should watch Dude, Street Street Mm -hmm. Rules. Volume 2, that was the pinnacle. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I love both of those series. And a spiritual successor, at least on paper, is on the way very soon. Mm -hmm. I got a a very unexpected email from, from a PR person saying, hey, we've got a new thing. Would you like to... Would you like to prep it for announce on IGN? Yeah. I'm like, well, sure. What is yeah. it? Sends me over a trailer for NBA Playgrounds. Take a look at it. This looks like this totally channels the spirit yeah. of NBA Jam and NBA Street. This on on paper, this should be awesome. Yeah. So when we'll see how it, it plays. Like boom shakalaka in my head. Yeah. Yeah. All that's right. What, that's what I do. <laughs> Every day, that's the voice that the NBA jam. I can't quiet the boom yeah. shakalakas in my head. Damn it, NBA! It gets warm on fi- it gets yeah. warm outside, and in my head, I'm like, he's on fire. <laughs> Everyone on the bus he's is like slowly, up. like leading away from you. Uh, so yeah, that's NBA it. playgrounds. It is. It's out in May. It's coming right up. Yeah, and it uh, that we that's all we know. There is a trailer on IGN or our YouTube. So take a look at it. We don't really have a lot of other details. But it's coming to everything, including uh, I saw a lot of people were excited that it's coming to Switch. I know this isn't this isn't NBC, yeah. but it's just like, yay, yeah. <laughs> something to something to play. Life on the after Switch Zelda, that's yeah. not Zelda. Yeah, yeah, but, I, like, yeah. I like it. Looks fun. Uh, I think coming out in May. Twenty bucks. It's the you know NBA playoffs, so it's aligned with that. And yep. uh, I didn't like the big heads. Like everything about it, except everyone's heads See, were very large. That, yeah, but that's that's straight out Are of jam. I don't like yeah. bob, I don't like bobbleheads. I, I don't like uh, I don't like Funko like Pops. Phobia? Of the heads being too large, yeah. yeah, a little bit. But it's so cute. It's not so cute. It's hideous. It's monstrous. So you didn't play in like big head mode? No, I don't like big head mode. Wow, right. Uh, should mode there? There are there are uh, current players and legends in it yeah. as well. Like you can see in the screenshots, Will Chamberlain's in there. 
Uh, he had sex with 20,000 women in his life. Did you know that? It, did it, did the number get up to 20,000? Allegedly, he had sex with 20,000 women, which is It went horrifying. from 10 to 20,000? He doubled Who in one Who has time for that? Women. Who has, yeah, or energy, stamina. Yeah, I don't know, the heart. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, boy. Yeah. Is Viagra just distilled from his blood? It's just blood? his sweat. Will yeah. <laughs> <laughs> distilled. Well, it's good cardio. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> next up, <laughs> Agents of Mayhem. I was waiting for the spit take because you're like, what? Oh, that would have been great. No, but it would have been on me, so that's fine. Uh, do you guys remember Agents of Mayhem? I do. Yeah. yeah. You revealed it. We did reveal it. No, it's, uh, but I, I say that in jest because they totally went dark after. Our E3 reveal. Uh, we revealed it last June and hasn't been heard from since. It is the next game from Volition, who, of course, are best known for the Saints Row series. <laughs> and this game is not... It's set in the Saints Row universe, but it's not a Saints Row game. I mean, Agents of Mayhem is the most Saints Row phrase ever. Yeah. That's what yeah. Saints Row is. Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, so it is... Uh, we just had a new preview. John Ryan from our team got to go play it, had a good time with it. And it's it's been given a release date, August fifteenth. Yeah, it's which, a solid release yeah, date. Yeah. Smart, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's games like this, and then Shadow of War are smart because they're coming out in that sort of slow period after E three, but before the deluge of fall games. Yeah, which and, and again, assuming this oh, is, I need to get out of. Sorry, that. assuming that this is anything like Saints Row, which it, it looks like, yeah, John Ryan who previewed it uh, said it should have the Saints Row name on it. Uh, it. It's a really those games are really fun and yeah. easy to consume, and in a lull before. The end of this year, where we're getting a lot of big stuff, yeah. and I mean, people are going to just die over Reddit. Yeah. It's like it's a good time for it to come out and people to like play something casually. Before. It sounds cool. Like it reminds me of this weird melding of like Sunset Overdrive with Overwatch because it is those like with, I think with some crackdown with some crackdown yeah, totally. Yeah. But those like tw- I think twelve unique heroes and each of which are like bespoke characters. There's no character creation. It is twelve heroes, each of which all have a ton of different abilities. You choose three to go out with, and you could swap between them on the fly. That's the trick. Yeah, and it sounds like each one has Mid-battle. very different movement has very different personality has very different uh sort of weapons and i don't know that's it sounds and looks really cool yeah. I, I mean i played an early build of yep. it at e3 and had a good time and so did john ryan when he played again and i still think that th- there's uh deep silver's got a little bit of work to do to to really get this game back on people's radars i think yeah. this would be a perfect candidate uh you know we've been seeing lately some playable demos of of games like well after release to try and mm-hmm. goose interest again. In fact, this week is was it, oh Dishonored. 2. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. The three mission demo of Dishonored Two. Um, this is a game I think would could stand to benefit. Like, how about in mid to late July when there's just nothing out? Drop a playable yeah. demo yeah. of Agents of Mayhem. That would I think that would that would do the job Great. for them. But uh, yeah, the, the, I think the the best way that uh, this. The, the John Ryan convinced me that that he had a good time was uh, playing this was telling me that it felt like a Saturday morning cartoon that 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 the Saints Row characters would watch yeah so yeah. like that sort of level okay. of fun yeah. and absurdity cool. very much they were like comparing it like all of them were inspired by stuff like GI Joe and, and yeah. He Man and everything so that sounds awesome yeah. yeah yeah so August fifteenth mark your calendar there uh, I think that's. Is that the second major? Is there? Uh, eight, uh, you mentioned Shadow of War. I think those are the two. Those are the two ones. so far yeah. for that have yeah. planted their f- flag yeah. in the ground for August. Yeah. And we've got, of course, Destiny two on September eighth. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's it, it has is, begun. Yeah. People have started staking out their territory. Man, thinking about it, I really want South Park to come out this year. But then thinking about that, it's like, man, maybe you really want. Like they said, this fiscal year, which means April first to well, next year, April. But you you sort of accidentally stumbled on. Maybe a total coincidence, but yeah. maybe kind of a, a hint of when that can well, yeah. come out. So uh, there are a bunch of toys that are tied into the upcoming game. What's it called? Park? The Fractured Park. Butthole. Uh, <laughs> <Built shame. laughs> that are coming out in September. And they are settings because they're uh, buildable sets. Shut up. <laughs> so they're settings uh, actually from the game, which to me – like. I didn't ask. It was McFarlane who I went through, but it seems like why would you release that kind of merchandise that is set in game without it being alongside? Well, and there? stuff like art books in the past have been like, "Hey, here's the release date of the art book," and we're like, "Is this the release date of the game?" And a lot yeah. of times it is. Yeah, but it's also with these like we have a bunch of South Park figures and South Park. Uh, those characters have existed, some of them, the superheroes, but the yeah. sets themselves are specifically from the game. Like yeah. it just seems like it would be crazy to me to release those and not have the game i don't know yeah we'll see i really i really want it to come out this year yeah i know i could totally be down for that but yeah. then like i was thinking august would make sense or late august yeah oh hey maggie <sighs> she's just wandering around like maggie blind. is in the studio yeah today, i don't know if i don't know if anyone's been able to hear that but maggie's just been come on up here and clomping just... <laughs> she, she looks very heavy i gotcha all right 65 pounds it's fine everything's fine <laughs> it's, fine. it's all fine now <laughs> your voice was so strange she's 65 <laughs> yeah it's fine now. <laughs> Who's counting? Is that better? Is that better? Okay. Um, uh, yeah, the release date for those toys was, I think, the 8th of September, so that would be uh, terrible because that's destiny. Yeah. That's the counteriest counter-programming you could possibly have yeah. to another video game. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you think it could uh, the toys come out around the beginning of September and then the game comes out like a week or two after Destiny? Yeah, it could be. Entirely yeah. possible. Yeah, I think they'd what if, be okay What if, if South Park, the Fractured Butthole, is Destiny? God. Wow. Yeah, multiplayer? Matt Stone, <laughs> yeah. Trey Parker's <laughs> Destiny 2. Uh, all right. Sega's teasing something Bayonetta related. Hmm. Someone explain this to me. What could this be? I have no idea. Mark. All right. So there's a bunch of possibilities. One, which our audience probably won't care about, is the fact that Bayonetta 2 might come to Switch, which is totally what I think is going to happen because Nintendo published Bayonetta 2. Yeah. I mm-hmm. don't know how that stuff works, so I don't know if we're going to see a Bayonetta 2 port on Xbox, PS4, and PC, I which would it would that. be cool because that game rules, and a lot more people should play that game, and we're sort of lacking 3D character action games, like, yeah. and Bayonetta is among the best I, in the last five years. I talk all the time about my love of Ninja, Ninja Gaiden, Gaiden yeah. and this is, Bayonetta 2 is probably the closest we've gotten yeah, to totally, that. totally, yeah. and especially on Xbox, like, you know, Xbox didn't get, you know, Neo this year, which was it, sort of scratching that itch, even though it was a little soulsy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really hope it is Bayonetta 2 coming to everything. Because that is a game that so many people slept on just by virtue of it very few people having a Wii U. Yeah. Um, and it is an incredible game. So um, There was a April Fool's joke going around that uh, a little they're going to bring the, one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was talking about the, where they were talking about the Wii U line on Switch. Oh. Where basically they're just going to bring a bunch of Wii U games to Switch, which we all think they should. I mean, they, they're already doing it so, with, that uh, with, yeah. with Cart. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just what we want? Yeah. yeah. It's what we want. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, somebody I, made a very convincing trailer yeah. for that. I really hope this is Bayonetta coming to everything. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I think it's. Find out next week. Yeah. I think it's later on this week or early next week is when the countdown ends. 
So yeah, yeah. It was, I was thinking it was a week from yesterday. Okay, so. yeah. So I guess yeah, we'll see you a week from now next week's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we happy few, Marty. I know you are a huge fan of video game based cinematic universes because I follow you. On Am I gonna Twitter. go on a rant? <laughs> Call of Duty thing seriously? Announcing their cinematic universe and just rambling about it and being like, oh, one game might be Black Ops and another game might be Modern Warfare. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just make one movie. Make one movie that is decent, yeah. and then you can start from there. Marvel didn't start off with the cinematic universe. Marvel released Iron Man, and before Iron Man, like, okay, so Iron Man was already oh, go. Tell us it. how no, you I really feel. This. So Iron Man was already shot; it was in the can, and then they brought in uh, Brian Michael Bendis, and they were like, "Hey, we need you to to write this thing." And he's like, "What is it?" And he's like, "It's a stinger scene, and it's an after the credit scene, which was the Avengers thing." So after the movie was finished filming, and after it already had test audiences, they were like, "All right, we're going to make this a cinematic universe because we know this is good." Mm. That's what you do: is you make a good movie. That's all. That's how you start. You make one good movie. But Call of Duty, though. But yeah, We Happy Few is getting a movie, <laughs> which I find weird because that's not even a video game you can buy yet. Nope. Not for a little I mean, while. I yeah. really enjoyed what we played of that game. Yes. I so like that game a lot. Yeah. I feel like I was warmer on it than um, a lot of other people mm-hmm. were. And it's like for everyone who's ever wanted a Bioshock movie, it's similar in tone. Like, <laughs> yeah. I That makes sense to me as a movie. It's just like oh, yeah. a really interesting world where the politics yeah. of it's really interesting and I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Do you guys think it'll translate well to... Well, as long as they don't adapt it from the game directly, but mm-hmm. like I assume, because we barely have a game, that they're taking the premise and the feel yeah. of something and then adapting it. Well, and and from that, what I've heard, the game, yeah, and from what I've heard, the game is going to be leaning a lot heavier into the narrative part, like which was yes. that opening, which was the sort of you know we more streamlined last stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and and I think they're going to double down on that as opposed to the um, sort of open world sandboxy. Uh, uh, randomly generated stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Variety reporting that uh, the developer Compulsion Games has partnered with Gold Circle Entertainment uh, and the uh, and DJ Two Entertainment, who DJ producers of the recently announced Sleeping Dogs movie. Now that I can get behind Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect movie. So we got a we happy few movie. It'll be the perfect video game movie. We happy few coming to theaters. Call of Duty coming to theaters. Sleeping Dogs coming to theaters. Just Cause coming to theaters. Witcher's coming to theaters. Witcher. Hitman's already been there twice unsuccessfully. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the the Tomb Raider casting and photos have been cool. So that far. is yeah. true. Alicia Vikander, yes. who's an Oscar-winning actress, it looks exactly like Lara Croft yeah. from the reboot. Yeah. Um, but uh, I said the exact same thing about Assassin's Creed and that movie. It's not good. Yeah. Darn it. Yep. I think We Happy Few, um, I would prefer that as an animated movie, the way that Marvel and DC do their animated movies. I really don't think it needs to be live action because that takes away some of the aesthetic. Yeah. Or at least like I, I feel like it, it would be hard to do a movie that looks like that on a really I think they should get that would make it all the more budget. cooler though. They should get Terry Gilliam to write and direct this. He did Brazil and Twelve Monkeys and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and he was a member of Monty Python, which sort of <laughs> reminds me of this. Really? Strong call. Yeah. Monty Python? Yeah. The Flying Circus. Okay. I think it's a very similar sense of humor. You know Monty Python, right? Yeah. Okay. I was. I'm Australian. For a it's, I was like, please say yes. Same family. No, no, no. I was surprised yeah. because, like, I, I, I don't think the humor is similar. I mean, to like, not to, not to, like, meaning of life or anything, but like, I think, I think it's similar to Terry Gilliam. I'm good friends with Terry Gilliam. Right. <laughs> okay. He paid you. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Want to take a quick minute in the middle of the show here to tell you about Gamefly, the sponsor for Unlock this week. They are, of course, as many of you know, the leading video game rental service. They've got now over 9,000 titles to choose from. $60 is a lot to commit to a game without knowing if you definitely like it. Gamefly.com lets you give it a try before you buy. They let you keep the games as long as you want. You never have to worry about late fees. You can cancel anytime. And guess what? Now they've got movie rentals for you as well. So making the service a little a little more premium for you. In fact, the premium trial that we're offering here allows you to check out two games and or movies at one time. You can only get this offer by visiting gamefly.com slash unlocked. One more time, that's gamefly.com slash unlocked. So if you want to try before you buy, be sure to give Gamefly a try. Now go sign up, start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days. Let's get back to Unlocked. Uh, all right, let's move on uh, to the Market Players Report. We're starting to run out of time. We have a, we're a bit of a tight schedule this morning because... Everybody needs to get in this studio today and record cool things. It's fancy day. Yeah, it is. So, uh, Destin Legary, you going to go your way. What can we spend our money on this week? Uh, nothing at retail. Digital, we have Lego City Undercover for $60. This game rules. Game. It shouldn't be $60, but this game rules. Use Your Words for $15. Four-Sided Fantasy, $10. Punch Club, $10. The Inner World, $15. Skykeepers, $15. And in case you missed it, Thimbleweed Park. Yes, I mentioned it briefly at the very end of the show last week. It's real good. I reviewed it. Uh, It's a point-and-click adventure game in the classic of classiest way possible. Uh, It's set in 1987 and, in fact, made to look like a 1987 LucasArts adventure game with the major exception that it has full voice acting that didn't really come around until the early 90s. But uh, it's excellent. You are going to get more out of it if you played all those games back in the day just because there's a ton of references to LucasArts and uh, a lot of Monkey Island nods here Mm -hmm. and there and Maniac Mansion and such and such but boy it's exceptionally good really good game 20 hour it took me 20 hours oh wow Wow. and it's a a $20 game that's awesome a dollar per hour it's on Xbox One I I played it on PC so I don't know how annoying or not annoying it is on a gamepad but still it's out there it's on xbox give it a go yeah lana you were a big champion for this game dishonored 2 free playable demo at the marketplace you absolutely play it if you haven't already i think it's the first three levels um of which i think the third one is one of my favorites i mean they're all good just play it it's great (laughs) and then uh of course april games of gold rise summer rome april 1st to 30th walking dead season 2 april 16th to may 15th those are xbox one uh, Darksiders, April 1st to 15th on 360, and Assassin's Creed Revelations, the 16th to 30th. Or solid games. Those are all <laughs> games that I like a lot. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what about getting... I know this isn't happening because there's uh, uh, two not Microsoft-exclusive projects at Remedy. What about Microsoft buying the rights to rise from the barely living Crytek. husk of, Crytek. Crytek. of, yeah. of Crytek? And handing it to Remedy to do Rise 2. I think they could do yeah, cool. an awesome job on that yeah. game. I get behind that. I just want a Rise 2. Well, you want a good Rise 2, though. Oh, well, yeah, you? yeah. Build upon <laughs> what you started, like gorgeous yeah. visuals, and just make a little no. bit better. So the thought occurs to me. Yeah. Maybe Phil Spencer can look that up if he's listening. <laughs> Why not? I can get behind that. Yeah. 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 Anything else? What That's else? That's it. That was everything? Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's do a little trivia real quick before we hit the road. 
I have to admit I modified Kevin from Illinois' question a bit uh, just to make it a little more fair, a little more fun. But I mean, Kevin gets the credit regardless. And that is uh, credit for this question. How many Microsoft points made up a dollar? Do you guys remember this? So uh, the 360, of course, Microsoft points, the major currency. Why did they do that? They hung on to that for many, many years. Uh, there's, there, is a, there is a mathematical formula that you can do to convert them from, uh, into United States dollar currency. I, re- I do realize a lot of this puts you at a slight disadvantage because during this entire era, you were dealing with Australian currency. Yeah, but I here. still remember like the cards that I got. They come, they came on these cards. Yeah. It was usually fifteen hundred points. And I'm trying to remember how much those cost. I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This is tough. So, all right, your choices are so uh, one U.S. dollar. Is it fifty Microsoft points? Is that is a dollar equal to eighty Microsoft points, a hundred Microsoft points, or a hundred and twenty-five? Uh, we didn't write down answers, but that's okay. I'm going to go. I'll go to Alana first. In fact, mm, why? But, okay, <laughs> why? Uh, why? I can come back to you. Uh, no, I think I think I'm going to go with B, eighty. Okay, uh, Marty. I'm also going with B because I, that was. Before I even looked at the answers, that was the thing that popped in my head. And I remember it was one of those pain-in-the-ass things where it wasn't 50 and it wasn't a dollar because it was always one of those I had, like, lingering yeah. dingleberries mm-hmm. of points in my account. That's probably part of their strategy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, n- never, a good, never a good situation to have lingering dingleberries. dingleberries. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I feel like that's redundant because I feel like a dingleberry in and you know, of itself. It has to yeah. 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 yeah I guess that's what so. the, the cranberry song was about. <laughs> Destin? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with 80 also, so B. Oh, well, that doesn't, right. I hope we're all wrong. I hope we're all wrong. I mean, if you do the math, yeah, never mind. Well, that's the question, is doing the math. And you you all did the math properly. Yay! Maths. Yeah, 80 points was a dollar in in U.S. currency. So uh, the standings stay how they are. Marty up to four, Destin up to five, Alana at three. Alana and Phil, thank you. I'm giving you (laughs) all the credit. (laughs) Dream team. If you would like to try and stump these guys, send your Xbox-related trivia question in. Uh, include four multiple-choice answers. Mark the correct one in your email uh, and send it to unlocked at IGN.com. Let's leave now. <laughs> but before we do, uh, I want to remind everybody, IGN is hosting The Fate of the Furious Red Carpet. Everybody, everybody's going to see that movie. I'm going to go see that movie. The is yeah. mammoth. Rock throws a, a torpedo at one point. Yeah. It's very exciting. Are you serious? Yeah, kind of yes. it. Very serious. Yeah, we're actually hosting the Red Carpet Carpet premiere featuring the cast. Uh, it's going to be live Saturday, April 8th. That's this Saturday, 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. You can watch on YouTube.com slash IGN on the IGN homepage itself or on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash IGN. Oh, and apparently we're streaming it live on Twitter as well. So anywhere we are, this thing is going to be, yeah. which is, of course, twitter.com slash IGN. It's going to be hosted by our own Terry Schwartz, who's incredible. Yes, yeah. from our LA team. Uh, Alana, what are you up to? What can we follow you um, to do? Probably the biggest thing for me right now is planning for um, Celebration next week. A bunch of us are going Star to Wars Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. So um, come say hi if you see us around. And we're going to be making a lot of 
really weird, cool culture stuff. So like the weirdest toys and collectibles I can find. And, nice. Um, cosplay roundups and stuff like that. So coverage of that will be starting uh, next week on Wednesday, I believe. Yeah. And we know uh, EA announced that uh, that's where Battlefront 2 is going to be revealed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be checking that out with uh, Joe Scrubbles from our UK team. Very, very excited to see that. Mm-hmm. Should be fun. Good stuff. Marty? Uh, you can follow me at McBiggity. Uh, and I reviewed Ukulele this week. Um, I gave it a seven, which is good. Seems insane that we didn't talk about that. That's fine. I mean, the game comes out next week. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. why. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, double checked. I was like, "Is it ukulele?" Oh wait, yeah, yeah. no, it's the review went um, up this week. It yeah. comes out next. Yeah, and it was a, we had to we had to turn this around quick. But uh, yeah, give it a seven. Uh, I like it. Uh, it has some problems, but uh, if you're a fan of banjo and whatnot, uh, I think you're going to enjoy this. Been some interesting reviews on that as well. I've seen people very, very hot and very, very. I've cold. seen two out of tens, and I've seen nine out of tens. Yeah, it's crazy. Are it's you? I mean, both of you love banjo so much, Marty. Were you? Were you? I mean, a seven is good, but Seven's good. were you disappointed? I was slightly disappointed, yeah, but it's still ultimately a good game. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not up to the caliber of, like, Banjo or Mario or uh, Ratchet, but it's better than Blinks. <laughs> it's got that going for it. <laughs> Excellent. Destin? April's a pretty slow month, but if you uh, like Unlock, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. That actually helps out the show a lot. I'll be covering a lot of Destiny over on Fireteam Chat. Fireteam Chat airs every Friday at 5. We're talking about Destiny 2 and what is going on in the current world of Destiny. You actually have your act together such that your show publishes reliably on the same day at Every the Friday same at time? Yeah. That's it's incredible. That way for like 100 episodes. Wow. That is impressive. Well, just, That's what happens when France well, No, it's full of video boys, right? That's yeah. like you're all on the video team, everyone on that show. That's what we have to do. As opposed to Beyond well, where it's like halfway through a Wednesday and I'm like, Max, did you do Pub Info? Man. Not a Jew. I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, oh, we updated all of us here and a few other folks that aren't uh, on camera at this very moment. Uh, Brandon Tyrell, Miranda Sanchez, Luke Riley out of the Australian office. We updated our top 25 Xbox One games list. We give it a spring refresh and a fall refresh mm-hmm. to account for new things that come out. Four new games hit the list and some reshuffling of some of the other ones. So if you're curious, just put that into Google and that's the easiest way to find it. Those lists are really hard. Yeah, I really don't like doing them. It's like it's like every time that there's like Painful. you decide on something, I'm like, wait, that should totally be higher, and then someone else disagrees, and you're just like, oh. well, it's also you have that kill your darlings because it's like, well, Dishonored two came out, so we need to add that to the list. And I'm like, well, what are we gonna cut? What are we gonna get it's yeah. so hard, but uh, yeah, we all wrote, you know, blubs to why we love certain things. And yes, yeah, a lot of timing goes into those. Yeah, it's always it's always fun to at least read them and argue about them, which is which <laughs> yeah. is what you are. That's I what welcome, we do. Yeah. I welcome everybody to do that. Uh, and remember, hey, if you bought a Switch, because it's the hot new console, everybody's loving it, playing it, Nintendo Voice Chat, we have a podcast dedicated to it that's weekly just like this one. They have been uh, doing a lot of great stuff around the Switch launch and ever since, so uh, just look up Nintendo Voice Chat. Maybe give them a listen, too. That is Jose Otero, Ryan Altano, and the uber boss man himself, yeah. mm-hmm. Per Schneider, uh, is not a corporate suit that sits in a corner window office. He... Sits right outside, and he does podcasts, which yeah. is uh, one thing I love about this company is yeah. the fact that the co-founder is on the air yeah. talk, talking about his love of Nintendo games yeah. every yeah. single week. So uh, do be sure to check that out, and that'll do it. So we will be back. I'm actually uh, very fortunate to get to go on vacation for a little bit, so I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. 
you are well, out you're on the road yeah for work not for vacation yeah uh i won't be back until the last week of april so next week is obviously celebration after that i'm doing a very cool thing for uh may's ign first yes uh so i won't be in for the next two weeks so marty oh, destin yeah. you guys <laughs> have fun where are the adults you guys are in charge uh right, like, like, get get finnegan in here we're and then good. find we're good. We'll be and fine. then find a fourth we'll for the fine. next couple of weeks so uh, I will see you guys in a little while, so Alana, but uh, be sure to come back next week because uh, the, the rest of the crew here has got your back. It'll be okay. <laughs> Bye. 20,000. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.